Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the show. Did you wake up this morning, roll out of bed, and a new area of your body popped? Crack. Ugh. Ah, are new noises coming out of your mouth that you've never heard before? That's yeah, called... Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got an amen in the room. Uh, that is called getting old. <laughs> Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. Today's my day. Uh, Brandon's going to open us up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, and we uh, just come to you humbly. And, uh, just We pray that our words... Uh, are really your words, and that uh, we're just the vessel, and that we honor you in everything that we say and do. Lord, thank you for sending your Son to walk on this earth as a, a human, a perfect human being, to allow us the uh, opportunity to choose you uh, and to uh, have you in our heart, Lord. Lord, thank you for all the awesome connections that uh, you're allowing uh, to happen through this podcast, and uh, those that we may not ever see, Lord. Lord, help us to remain uh, gracious and uh accepting of others, and uh, shine your light wherever we go. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to tell a story about Esther. Esther, not the one in the Bible. Kind of through. Yeah, maybe through. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. well, it's about a chicken. Ah, <laughs> okay. It's about a chicken. Esther the chicken. Esther the chicken. So the story of Esther, we got... Okay, so let's go back a little bit. We we have a bunch of chickens. Occasionally, a bunch. okay, I say a well, a bunch is relative, right? That's so right. I'll give Maybe. you a number. To me, it's a bunch. I think our last count we had about fifty or so. Okay, and we live on a two acre track, and I'm thankful that we have uh, neighbors that uh, the chickens don't necessarily bother them because they're open range chickens. <laughs> they go from. They they go all got, around to I, about I, four yards. I gotta paint this picture real quick. These aren't these aren't high game fence uh, chickens. These are open open range, range. open <laughs> open range chickens in a, thing. in a neighborhood. Let me just free paint, range paint, free range. Free That's range. a technical there term. Go. I got you. Let me just paint this picture for you. So, I live in the country. I have no neighbors, basically, besides my in laws. When I pull into this neighborhood, if I didn't know Shane and, and Courtney in the neighborhood, and there, there are a lot of awesome people here, Shane's correct. The last thing I would expect to see is 50 chickens running around <laughs> free range when I pulled into Shane's house. But there they are. Well, the other day I was I was in a yesterday I was in a hurry to get to a baseball game and I pulled into my carport, had to run in the house and grab something. I came out and I saw my neighbor coming down our private drive and he stopped and I'm assuming and I I was in a hurry at this point and I was like, "Man, I, you know, turd me i was like i hope he's not stopping to talk i love this guy but i don't have time i gotta roll right he wasn't stopping for me our chickens were in the road so he had slowed down to not hit our chickens <laughs> like we really have great neighbors that's a double whammy you feel bad because you don't want you hope he's not talking to you and he's looking out for your chicken right you're, yeah you're a jerk <laughs> i am a jerk i am a jerk 
<laughs> and I only can say that because I probably felt the same thing 100%. So, Esther. Esther, one day we get a box. or My wife picks up a box at the UPS. Not UPS. Postal. Post office. USPS. USPS. She picks a box up, brings it home, and has a bunch of chickens in it. A bunch of baby chickens. You can order these things online. They so, ship them through the mail? Absolutely, they do. A live chicken. A live chicken. Have you ever been? Have you? I guess not. You've never been to the post office on chicken day? No. No. You can hear them. Obi. It's Obi. little cheeks. I, chip, 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 chip. My mind is blown. <laughs> I go yeah. to the post office all the time. How come I've never seen this? You wouldn't see it. You would hear it. I haven't heard it either. Okay. okay. Wow. Well, you'll know when that moment comes, you will know. It's chicken day. Because a lot of times they send them out on, on one day. This is awesome. So you're learning a lot about chickens today. Okay. How is this tied to Jesus? That's what yeah, I can't wait We're getting there. We got to get through the story. So Esther is one of the chickens that arrives. I believe she's a barred rock chicken. If you're a chicken lover out there, I, I don't know. My wife knows all the all the types of chickens. But so Esther arrives. She's she's part of this bunch. I think we had about 15 or 20 in, in this bunch. Um, we've multiplied since then. So... We get to raising Esther in about, I'm going to say probably about week 30. No, we'll say week 20 of her life. Okay, that's uh, that's uh, adolescence uh, for a chicken or around it. Week 20 of her life, Esther comes down with some kind of disease. And what it's doing, it's affecting her eyes. Uh, there's some junk coming out of her eyes. One of them is worse than the other one. And she looks like she's about to die. She really, she probably was about to die. So my wife doctors her for about a week straight to try to get rid of this disease. And it starts to help on one side, but the other side is not healing. So one eye's good and the other side's not healing. She's still not acting like she feels better. So Dr. Shane comes into play. We take this chicken in my bathroom, and I run some scissors under some scalding water, and we pull her eye out and cut it off. Holy moly. Wow. Okay, this this is Esther. Took about a week or two, and she was healed. She's fine, she is, but she had one eye. So Esther, Esther is one of my biggest nemesis for my shop. Wonder why. But Esther is also the friendliest chicken that we have. She will walk up to you. She'll eat out of your hand very easily. She'll let you hold her. She'll walk up to you and rub her, you know, she'll rub your leg. Like a cat. Like a, She's her almost own. like a cat. She is the friendliest chicken we have. But also because she's the friendliest chicken, she wants to be where people are. She loves people. So she comes in the shop and wrecks shop. Every time a shop door is left open or we're working, she comes in, she'll roost on you know, a shelf, and, you know, I find poop. Mm-hmm. I also find it's like an Easter egg hunt in my shop. Oh, it, she lays eggs in here. Randomly, I'll find an egg. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, sitting on our jet ski or something. <laughs> you know. So, the story of Esther. Last night, my wife and I, Courtney, were, were getting eggs. And we walk into the chicken coop. We get our eggs, and we're walking out of the chicken coop, and Courtney shines the light around, and there's a dead chicken in the coop. 
Courtney knows these chickens. She knew it was Esther. She said, oh, Lord, I hope that's not Esther, because we only have like four of these chickens, types of chicken. So we look, and she, when the chicken is eaten, when something gets a chicken, it's uh, it's unidentifiable. They tear it up. So she looks at her other three chickens that are similar and realizes it is Esther. Man. So Esther es no mas, and it's sad. I, you know, favorite chicken, um, you know, God's creation, when, when something of God's creation dies, it just, you know, it hurts, hurts your heart. My wife deals with it a lot better now than she used to. <laughs> uh, but so, well, how does that tie into anything? What happened? What happened was the coop was left open the night before. It was never shut. When you, the way our chickens work and most chickens work, if, if you're not aware, is that when, when you get new chickens, you put them in the coop and you leave them there for about a week or two. Okay, that, that helps them realize that that's home. You, you leave the door shut. And then when you let them out, what they'll do is they'll range around and they just put themselves back up at night when the sun goes down. And then you come and you close the coops up so nothing can get in there at night. Well, we got complacent. And we didn't shut the coop that night, which caused Esther to die. Totally our fault that Esther's dead. My wife just told me the other day she's been listening to the podcast. I hope this is, uh, maybe I tell her that don't listen to this one. <laughs> so we got complacent. So I want to read you a verse or a couple verses. Proverbs 1, 28 through 33. Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm, without fear of harm. How does that relate to our walk? It's easy to get complacent. It's easy to get complacent and get sidelined by all the distractions that we have in this world and what we're thinking we're trying to do, um, build a business, raise kids, be a good husband. Okay, those are all fantastic things as long as they're pointed towards the Lord. But if we get complacent in that issue, okay, we got complacent in, well, we've shut the coops all these times. We we assume that nothing's going to get them. We, we forgot. We got complacent, and it costs a chicken their life. What are we doing to those around us when we get complacent in our own walk with Jesus Christ? How are we hurting other people around us? Sometimes we see it. Sometimes we don't, but there is a level of destruction that happens when we as men and leaders of our families and leaders of our businesses and leaders of people around us grow complacent. What do you guys do to, f to fend off complacency in your own life? I love it. So <clears throat> the complacency piece is the devil, you know, we get distracted by all the things of life like you just mentioned. And so what do we do? Um, I think 
if we're if we believe if we're believers, and I think that's always important when we're talking to any anybody who happens to be listening anytime. You know, if you don't know Jesus, that's the first step. Okay. If you do know Jesus, then you're recognizing that you're supposed to be sharing his word, the hands and feet of Jesus, casting seed. We don't save people. God does that, okay? And I intertwine Jesus and God a lot. Jesus, to me, is like this personal relationship. I, I don't know why. It, it's also God, okay? It's it's three in one. Uh, we can go into that another day. But if we're going to cast seeds, we want those seeds to be quality, quality seeds and the only way they can be quality seeds is if we're filling our basket of seeds and making sure that it is quality seeds so you know for me um not in any particular order staying in the word that doesn't mean for me always that i'm picking up the bible and reading 160 verses um that sometimes means that i pick a study uh, book or I read a book tied to the Bible and then I go to the Bible or I pick a topic that I'm really interested in that I'm dealing with in my life right now. I know someone who is and I try to find that word in the Bible and read through it. It's being around men who sharpen me for Jesus, who aren't scared to have a conversation and go, you know, everything that we do is supposed to be for him anyway. So it's keeping that basket of seed that I'm supposed to be cap, uh, casting full but you can have a basket full of seed that is unhealthy and you can be casting that as well and that is no bueno absolutely and and what so what are we what are we doing to keep from having a bad batch of seeds uh way to put it you know so in in a way i guess it's kind of uh answers the question of how how do you keep from being complacent also you know I mean, it, again, it all, it, I feel like a lot of our questions that we have on any given week, you know, go back to, you know, how am I seeking the Lord? How am I, how am I seeking him? But like, when I think about this question, uh, just yesterday, uh, I'm driving back from a, from a meeting, um, and, I was listening to KVNE and this guy I got on there and was just kind of, sometimes they'll do just a real, real short testimony from their listeners, you know, and, and the one thing that he said that stuck out to me was, uh, what comes in goes out, mm. what, what comes in goes out. And, and, uh, he's like, that's why I listen to you guys every day. He was like, I want, I want to be, I want what's coming into me, um, to, you know, to be of God, to be, you know, um, something that sharpens me, you know, you know, our, our, um, motto, you know, uh, on this, on this podcast is iron sharpens iron. Uh, that's one of our, it's one of our go-tos. Um, and so, you know, this guy on KV and E saying, um, I know that if I've got Jesus pouring into me, Jesus is going to pour out of me. And so I think that we have to guard uh, our ourselves, or we have to guard our hearts. We got to guard our minds with what we're allowing uh, our ears to hear and our eyes to see. And and I think that if we're doing that in the right way, uh, with um, things of the Lord, you know, um, I, I feel like that we're going to be less apt to stray down those paths of complacency, um, which 
we all do daily, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, it's, that's a, that's a, that's a daily battle. It's something that I struggle with every day. It's something I'll take, I'll take my focus off the Lord and put it into those other areas where you talked about Shane. And the fact is, is that we can keep our focus on the Lord and still, um, you know, thrive in those areas. And a lot of people just don't understand that. They don't see it. They, they feel like they've got to, you know, put their whole mind, body, and spirit into this business. Well, if you're not doing that with collectively with the mind, body, and spirit of the Lord, it's, you're setting yourself up for a bad batch of seeds, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so, you know, that's, that's what I would say. I feel like that we have to guard our eyes and our ears. I feel like that we, you know, when we think about that, I think kind of naturally, if you're a parent, you think about guarding the eyes of your ears of your kids. Um, but I feel like it's equally as important for us as, as their parents to, to be, you know, putting in, you know, what's, what's gonna, what we're going to expect to, to pour out. So, you know, I realize when we talk about complacency, it's a surface topic, right? It's, uh, what you, what you said, uh, what, what goes in comes out. Well, what complacency is the part of that that's coming out, right? There's a, there's that's a right. root. And we talk a lot about the mindset and the mental aspect of being a Christian and, and following Jesus and how that, that battle in our minds goes, goes on and on every day. So when it's a complacency, right, is an effect of a root. Mm-hmm. And if, and, and in order to combat complacency in our own lives, we have to understand the root of it, mm-hmm. right? So it's always like dig deep, go down there. It hurts. Go down there, figure out, okay, why did this thing happen? I, I was complacent. I allowed myself to get to this point and, and complacency took over. Okay. I got to stop. I got to be aware. I got to stop. And now let's figure out what's really going on. It's just a, it's a side effect. You know, what comes in goes out. So two times this week, I've gotten to spend an extended amount of time with an individual. One of those was Obi, and it was more of a business meeting, but because I know he's a believer and we are constantly working to not be complacent, essentially accountability partners, it's always refreshing. Okay. So that that's the backdrop is always the Lord in our conversations and we're not scared to recognize that. So that that's good coming in. Okay. So then yesterday I get to spend the whole day with, um, a client of ours who's become a dear friend. His name's Josh. I'm gonna give him a shout out. Cause he actually listens to our podcast and Joshua, what's up, bro. So <laughs> he, uh, lives in Arkansas and his family's out of town. He drove down. We spent all day talking business, but we talked Jesus a lot. And he said something to me that was definitely an obvious action he was taking that he recognized and it ties into this he said i am working on and i'm paraphrasing here working on looking outward for ways i can show gratitude to other people to allow essentially jesus to be shown in my life and he said instead of keeping it internal so the thing that jumps into my head immediately is the way that water is purified is through motion. It's not through being stagnant. Ooh, we're getting good here okay. now. Mm-hmm. So the only way that 
our love for Jesus can flow and be powerful is for us to allow that flow to happen by looking out and not being complacent and not being complacent. Exactly. So, and Josh would tell you that that conscious choice along with many other things has opened him up to a new area and walk in his life that he's excited about. And, and it's permeating, not just in business, it's in relationships and children and his, you know, all these things that we can relate to. And I just, I just love hearing that. You, you know, I say all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. You know, so the only way you can overflow is to know what's filling your cup and share it. It's so cool to hear stories like that, though. Yeah. To, yeah. to, to hear stories about God working in somebody's life, um, it it inspires you. It inspires me. You know, it it makes me like whenever whenever you said that, Brandon. My first thought was, how can I show more gratitude today? Yeah, that's a good. Thing. Yeah, I mean that was that was my first thought. Well, let's get let's get practical. Mm-hmm. How can we show gratitude today? Man, so many ways. So, I remember uh, I, a story. I can I can call my wife real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, you saying she can tell you, or you can show gratitude I'm to her? I can show gratitude no to her. Okay. Um, you you know, know, gratitude, and we know where the the blessing of even being able to be grateful comes from the Lord. Okay, but when we express that gratitude the reciprocating effect of it. Yeah. Not that we're doing it to be selfish. Okay. Or we shouldn't be. It it has an impact that you can't really explain. It's totally a God thing that he allows us to feel that way when we express gratitude towards others. That's a, that's a good point. That's a great way to put it. Um, it's a, it's a gift. It's a, it's a miracle. It is. And it's the way that he designed the, the universe, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and again, you think about the grace that we're given, you know, um, every day and, you know, just extending that grace, extending that gratitude. Um, it's, it's the way he designed it and, and it's super, it's just really a, the feeling that you get whenever you, whenever you give it, um, is something that you can only explain by doing it, right? I mean, absolutely. It's 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 difficult to explain until you do it, and you just you feel like your cup's running over, yep. like Brandon's talking about. You feel like you just feel you just want to go do it more. No doubt. You know, it's like a yeah. it's like a good habit. Uh, yeah. Or I mean, a good bad habit almost. I don't even. <laughs> yeah, know. I'm with Makes sense. Yeah. Well, so so we've we've gone from. Just the naturally, the conversation has gone from complacency to gratitude. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that? Because I think complacency is stagnant. That's we're not when we're not opening those floodgates of gratitude. Even though complacency is something that can can get ugly, it's it's stagnant water. Which the longer stagnant water is sitting there, the nastier it gets, more toxic, and eventually that pours out. 
But it's like the negative effect of what we're talking about. Now that flow, because there's nowhere else for it to go, is negative on everyone. And and it's also negative on us. Um, and, and it permeates in a negative way. So I, I've never thought about it, but complacency and gratitude, you if you're overly complacent, you're probably not showing gratitude. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely yeah, not. Most, yeah, that's I, a good point. I would think. So, so with um, complacency and gratitude, uh, the the relation there, well, I'll, I'll go back. Um, when God started to sanct, uh, my sanctification process about the same time, uh, Obi, and again, like Obi said on the last episode, we're still being sanctified every day. Um just poked and prodded. I, I, I think of God sometimes is like a, a puppet master. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can dance on string. Okay, so, um, but but it, it's it, in order, you know, it's to show us inadequacies, inadequacies of our own life so that we can get better for him. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I did that really changed my life was I started praying for God to allow me opportunities to speak to other men about him. And I will say immediately, that's when you and I had, Obi, when you and I had a major conversation, when Brandon, you and I's relationship started mm-hmm. kind of like really opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, and when other men in my life, uh, I started building relationships with them that were Christ-centered. It's a snowball effect of when you start talking about Jesus you're going to get around people who love Jesus mm-hmm. and it's gonna, you're going to rub off on each other and build each other up and love Jesus more and more and more and more. And even when you get around those people that may not love Jesus, they're going to know that you do. And they're going to, they're going to, you're going to talk about Jesus, right? Let's get out there. Let's talk about Jesus because he's part of our everyday life. He's part of everything that we do is part of everything that we are. You recognize that that joy, that peace that you have finally come to find, you realize where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sure. that's it's 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 a, that's why it's so contagious. You know, and and that's why you don't want to stop pouring it out because you you know that the peace and the joy that we all are striving for in our lives, we're all searching for it. Let's face it. Life is hard. Life is very hard. And, and I mean, look at the world that we're living in right now. I mean, everybody, we, we talk about the battle of the mind. We talk about, I mean, we just everything that's going on in our world, it, it just looks like everything's falling apart. Yeah. And, and we're searching for peace and joy. And whenever we start to experience it through the the seeking of a relationship with the Lord and we start to feel it and we st- because guys if you are seeking it he promises that you will find it you're going to find the peace and joy that only comes from the relationship that you have and aligning yourself with God and so you want us you want to tell everybody and and you want to continue to sharpen so that you can continue to experience it that's 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 exactly right Shane you mentioned being practical earlier, Shane, and I think it's important when we have these conversations to give some practical thoughts because, you know, 
when we started opening up our relationship and Obi and I started connecting and all of these other things, what you created was a, a cyclical effect or a, a high, super highway, a positive momentum for the Lord occurring. But you had to open up to the possibility by sharing. The only way it can come in is if you're willing to let it go out. You so got to be real. You got to be real. And as men, I can tell you this 100%, we live in a world. This is not what God wants. This is just the worldly view to where you're not supposed to be vulnerable to anyone. Okay. And that is a lie straight from the devil. I'm not saying be vulnerable to everyone, but I'm, what I'm saying is form relationships, you know, that allow you to be vulnerable and know that you're going to create this express way of gratitude, essentially long-term, but a practical thing. If you want to share the Lord, one of the best things I've found is ask questions that give you the opportunity to share the Lord, but don't beat people down with it first. So I'll give you a perfect example. Anybody I interact with now that I don't know well, one of the first things I say to them when we get on a call or we are interacting or seeing each other in public, instead of saying, how you been? Which if they're, they've got a cup full of negativity, I'm about to hear about it. Yeah. I say, man, I'm really glad to see you. Tell me something good in your life today. It's intentional. Yep, absolutely. And, and immediately, because I've had it done to me many times, so I've, I've stolen this. Immediately, I have to change my thinking and go, all those other things that were aggravating me, that's not what they're asking. <laughs> yeah. So I can yeah. complain, and then they're going to go, okay, here's negative Nancy. Or I can force myself, even if it's just as simple as I woke up today. Sometimes that's it, That's buddy. it. That's way better <laughs> Because then it forces you to go, well, why was I allowed to wake up? Well, if you know the Lord, you know. If you don't, you go, well, why is that the first thing that popped in my head? And then you go, well, why did Brandon ask me that? And then this momentum can occur, and it might not happen today. It may be a year from now where they go, you know, I, I like when you say kick the day in the face. But it, yeah, but it might spiral your day there into you. an entire awesome, There you go. like, trajectory that you had no idea you were about to experience mm -hmm. that day because of one really thought provoking question about a positive, yep. a positive in your life. You and know, it can do that. And I'll say the gown KV and E that said, what goes in comes out. It's reciprocal. That's right. What goes out comes back in. Mm -hmm. If you're putting out those good vibes, we'll call them good vibes. You're putting out Jesus. It's going to come back in. Yeah, no doubt. Amen. Good stuff. Yeah, that is good stuff. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. We hope you're having a fantastic day. Go out and show some gratitude. Text somebody that maybe you haven't talked to in a while or maybe somebody you had an interaction with recently. Tell them what they mean to you. Tell them how they change, change your life and how they change uh, your outlook to be positive. Be encouraging to others. The verse for the day is Proverbs, or the verse is, is Proverbs 1, 28 through 33. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.